Hi, it's Mike Crawford. Welcome to the Young Jerks Podcast. Tonight, we're going to interview two registered nurses, both who are medical cannabis patients, uh, one who has fled the state of Ohio to come to Massachusetts as a medical cannabis refugee. She's going to tell her story about her decades battling pharmaceuticals and illness and her own issues right now with her feeding tube. What's that? What's what is really, I believe, important to highlight here today is that Tanya came to Massachusetts as a medical cannabis refugee. In both states, medical cannabis is actually legal. However, the difference in Massachusetts is that uh, small growers are able to grow and gift to medical cannabis patients. And that's why Tanya's here. She's not here for the dispensaries, the legal dispensaries or the medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts. No, those are too expensive for a patient like Tanya. What she's relying on is home grow and gifting and friends. And this saves patients in Massachusetts. And I think it's really important. It doesn't help all the patients, but it helps many of the patients. And this is one of the stories of it helping a patient. And here it is. We're going to interview Tanya and Sherry Tutkis, both registered nurses. You can check them out on social media and Facebook as well. They have a show, uh, Green Nurse Group. And uh, Tanya also uh, posts a lot of videos on her social media, her Facebook as well. So check them out. Definitely. I want to ask you one thing today. Please, if you have not, like, subscribe, review us on iTunes. That gets the content and the message out further. And it has been helping us substantially lately. Quite a few of you did leave reviews, so I want to thank you for that. I also want to ask you if you would like to, if you do have some extra money and you want to support what we're doing, consider a contribution. Uh, We accept contributions through anchor.fm as well as our midnightmass.substack.com. Both both offer options to subscribe. Please check those out as well. Uh, We're the Young Jerks, and here we are. Two interviews coming up, two, two at once. Uh, We spoke to them both together, uh, the patient and the nurse, and they're both nurses, which is very interesting, and they're both patients, so here we go. Uh, We're going to start with Tanya, we're going to hear her story, and then uh, Sherry's going to join in as well. Here we go, young jerk, stick around, we'll be right back. Talk to me your video uh, from today. Okay. And it seems like you're going through, you've been through a, like, the amount of surgeries and what. Why don't you just tell us about your situation right now and, and what you've been through? Okay, so for the last 11 years, well, I'll, I'll first start off. I am 38 years old. I'm a walk, a lady from home. I'm an RN. I've been a nurse for 18 years. Um, 11 years ago, I um, got sick. Um, I was diagnosed with advanced lupus, um, for nods, erythromyalgia erythromyalgia, fibromyalgia, like a hundred things. Um, so started off with all the traditional medicine, um, did everything like they said, um, everything got worse. Um, I was on traditional medicines for eight and a half years. Um, I did three different kinds of chemos. Um, basically, I, I've had stroke, I've had meningitis twice, multiple, multiple surgeries, um, you name it, I kind of went through it. So three years ago, almost three years ago, um, I was like, I went to the doctor, and I was up to like 
probably 40-some hills a day. I was on a fentanyl patch, um, delauded every three hours around the clock. I had injections, IV. Um, I had forks in my chest, so I get IV antibiotics. I was in IV antibiotics 24-7 um, around the clock at home. Um, like I said, everything. So went to the doctor, and he was like, looked at me and basically said there's nothing else that they can do. So they were going to start the weaning off process. You know, at this time I was 35 years old. Uh, they were going to start the weaning off process, and there was nothing else they could do. So, And I was to go into hospice care. So I left that doctor's appointment. Barely left the doctor's appointment, got out to the car. I was crying. I was so pissed. Hers, you know, they'd given up on me after I had done everything that they said. Everything to the T. Never abused anything. You know, everything had failed. No pharmaceuticals, nothing worked. None of the treatments, anything. And I was a mess. So I ripped up the prescription. I didn't know what I was going to do. So ripped up the prescription. And on the ride home, I had to prepare myself to tell my girls and my family and everybody that I had to go to hospice, you know. So um, my husband got home, told him what was going on, um, started the withdrawing process. It was complete hell, just like you see on TV, like heroin addicts, you know, withdrawing. Um, seizures, couldn't wear clothes, walking around on the floor like a fish out of water. Skin was crawling, itching, dawning. Um, I was going crazy, uh, suicidal. Um, I was out in the middle of the highway twice in the middle of the night. My husband couldn't find me. You know, just in four days, all this stuff happened. Just four days. Um, I was in the uh, middle of the highway just waiting for it to hunt because it wasn't me and my brain, you know. It was all the pharmaceuticals that was coming off of, you know, for eight and a half years. So the fourth day in, you know, we had looked at detox facilities and stuff in Ohio, but there really wasn't anything, you know, available to, you know, put me almost in a coma and detox me that way because I was having such a hard time. And like I said, it was hard, heavy drugs, hard, like fentanyl. Like I was, I, I didn't have any at home. You know, everything was on this prescription that I had ripped up. So I looked at my husband on the fourth day, tears running down my face. His were face. I mean, we were just exhausted. And I was like losing my shit, you know. And I was like, Two years prior, um, you know, a friend had um, mentioned medical cannabis, but in Ohio, I was so scared. I was so scared I was going to be caught. My kids were going to take be taken away from me. Um, I was going to, you know, be the bad parent. I was going to be that label, that stigma, you know. So I was afraid. I never tried it in high school. I never tried it in college because I was so scared. So we called my friend. They came right up within 20 minutes. I was scared, but I was like I said, I was a mess. Just what you see on TV. I'm a pacing. I couldn't sit still. I mean, they were like all around me everywhere at that. So we got it ready. We went out to the garage, and I took this is black market Ohio weed, you know, cannabis. I took my first four hits, and by the time I walked from my garage to my porch, everything I had been experiencing, everything. I had an experience of eight and a half years. It was gone. My withdrawals, withdrawals were gone. You know, it's not right, you know. Like I felt, I said to them, I said, you know, I looked at them, tears, I was bawling. I said, it, it feels like I can run. 
like I could run, like I could run, like I did 15 years ago, you know? And that's all it took. From that day on, cannabis has saved my life. And so I did really good. Um, black market, healing myself. Uh, smoking all the time. That's what I did to withdraw, you know, to get through the withdrawals. Because I withdrew really, really heavy for about nine weeks. Like, heavy. But I smoked, like, every hour. Like, around the clock. It didn't matter. You know, even if it was every 20 minutes, it didn't matter because it was helping me. It was the only thing that got me through it. My family support and cannabis. That's it. You know, my friends, my family, cannabis. That's it. Um, I was so scared, you know, this whole time. I was doing it, you know, but it was healing me. And people were starting to wonder, you know, Tanya, how are you getting better? Tanya, you know, what are you doing? Like, what, you know? So I, you know, reached out to the news station and did an interview like a year and a half ago and told the world, you know, just told them I came out of the cannabis closet basically then uh, to the world and I didn't care anymore. People needed to know the truth. And, you know, I'm a nurse. I could never go back into a traditional nursing career ever again. Um, I'm telling, you know, this is the truth and people need to see it. Um, So 10 months ago, I had two pharmaceuticals left, and I knew that they were going to give me a hard time. Um, they were uh, it was and Neurotin. Theracryl is an antipsychotic, which I had been on for years. They had put me on that when I was going through, you know, some stuff. So, so I did the withdrawing process off the Neurotin, and I did okay with that. Um, and then the Theracryl is what I think kept me into my flare this time. So I've been in a flare. I was... The cannabis put me into a complete remission, a remission on street weed from Ohio. And you never went to, do you never go to hospice? No, no, because no. I, I made it four days, and then I found cannabis. Cannabis came into my life wow. four days. So that then, stopped you. The cannabis was just like, I don't need to go to hospice now. I'll yep, just do this. Yep, yep, those first four hits of cannabis saved my entire life. Wow. So yeah. what? So what happened recently? More recently? Okay, so ten months ten months ago is when I stopped that medicine and it put me into this flare I'm in now. So I've been into a flare and I've been on a steady decline. Ohio is medically, you know, cannabis is okay in Ohio, but the thing is, I can't get the amounts that I need. I can't get oils. Um, Ohio, you can just they have flour in the dispensary, but you can't smoke. Um, it's very very expensive. It's like oh, it's like five hundred dollars an ounce. An ounce would last me like a day, if I'm honest, right now, with the amount that I need. I get it. You know, it's so funny because people don't get that. They don't get that, like, you know, recreational or whatever, you know, an ounce will last you a month. But when you're a patient, it's like you can go through an ounce so quickly. Yeah. In Ohio now, you know, since the dispensaries are just getting open, you know, like we can't. We're not even allowed to cook with it yet, you know, to make butters or oils because they're considering that manufacturing because it's not in the dispensaries offered yet. And, you know, there's a couple cases in Ohio right now, you know, a couple that's going through a whole shit of, you know, a big mess and about prison time and they're facing like 50 some years. And they're having, you know, their their child taken away from them, you know, because they were medical patients and thought that they were doing the right thing like I would have done. I would have thought that I was doing the right thing, like I could have made butter or something like that because I went to, I went, whenever I first um, started cannabis, I went to a clinic and I thought it was a clinic that I was able to go to to get my Ohio card.
into Michigan that I was too afraid to bring anything back. You know what I mean? So actually, I just suffered. I didn't use it, but I had my card, and I thought that was going to protect me, and I think the same thing happened with them. They thought that that was going to protect them, and we could use cannabis how we need to, and they, they were doing that, and now they're in all this trouble. Crazy. Yeah. Awful. Crazy. So, so basically, I'm here to save my life because of my When you say here, you mean Massachusetts. Yep, in Massachusetts. Yep, the green nurses are saving my life. One of the things that you guys have noticed is you've been getting some gifts, which is really good. We have gifting in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, some, I, some of the way I you've been getting your medicine? Yeah, Irie Bliss Wellness has been gifting, you know, my CBD products, and it's been amazing. And other people have been, you know, wanting to help and gifts to me. And it's, there's nothing like this in Ohio. The community here is amazing. They're saving my life. You guys are saving my life because Ohio sure in the hell did it. And that's why I'm here as a refugee. I had to leave my family. I had to leave everything to save my life. And after I tried every traditional treatment that they wanted, and now, you know, I'm here. Trying, you know, trying still to save my life. I'm trying to get TPN ordered so I can get my nutrition up. So I can, so this cannabis can work. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm starving to death. I'm starving. Tell us about that because you're having an issue right now with your, with yeah, who's eating too. Yeah, I have a feeding tube right now. Um, I had to have that put back in, and I thought that I was going to be able to use that in the last 10 months because uh, I was able to get rid of it, you know, after I got into the remission and stuff. I had my feeding tube taken out. I was kicking ass, you know. And then um, so I had to have the feeding tube replaced, and I tried, you know, at home. I tried um, feeding food, and I just it was not getting anywhere. And I got was getting really sick, and, you know, I could barely get anything in. So when I got here, um, I started juicing cannabis leaves and stuff like that, but it makes me so sick. So I have leaky gut. And so anytime that I put anything into my feeding tube or my mouth, when it goes into my gut, it be, it's like releases, the, enzy- the enzymes release like it's like a poison, like I'm being poisoned. So I get systemic whole body pain, my whole body model. Um, I get uh, severe sweat. It's horrible. Like It feels like I'm allergic to food. And I'm I'm sure that's part of the all the pharmaceuticals you took was that yeah. the fact you think the caused that. Yes, and then we're you know um, the only thing that I can keep in is cannabis. You know, you know if something's infused, like I can keep a little bit of honey, but it has to have THC in it. It has to have some kind of CBD in it, and you know, a little tiny amount. So I'm dosing all day long with stuff like that: the oils, the honeys, the you know, no real food or anything, but I. But if it has the, the medicine in it, I can keep it down. But so, you, you you need that feeding tube replaced. It's not working correctly. Yeah, the feeding tube is not working. I can't put anything down. It maybe you know a half an ounce a day of fluid. Mm. Or um, so now I am trying to get TPN, which is nutrition through my veins, which I have a port. So the thing that we're having problems is. Ohio, I have a doctor in Ohio that has written me orders, and my insurance company is in Ohio. And so I, I talked with them today, and they have okayed everything. My insurance has finally okayed everything. But now I needed an order in Massachusetts, a doctor in Massachusetts to order my TPN, or I have to have a company in Ohio okay the order from my Ohio doctor and ship everything to me. If not, I'm going to have to go back home and get the TPN, 
You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a process. It's a, I mean, I feel bad. I'm a medical professional, and I know what I'm talking about in trying to these insurance companies. My heart breaks for the people who, who, who don't know about the medical end are getting pushed around by these big, you know what I mean? It's so sure. sad, Mike. You know, Can't even imagine. You know, all I want is nutrition. It's not like I want pharmaceuticals. It's not like I want, you know, anything. I did what they want. I just want a little bit of help with traditional nutrition, medicine. That's it. It's crazy that you might have to go back to Ohio just so that you can get your feeding tube changed. That's crazy. Yeah, so actually not my change. It's actually just to get the nutrition. It's like in an ID bag. You just need to ship it. They just have to ship it. And so tomorrow we're supposed to find out if they're going to, if all care is okay, we're supposed to see if the infusion company is going to okay to ship everything to me. I mean, I'm a nurse, Sherry's a nurse. We got this infusion part. I don't need nursing services. All I need is the, 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 the food in the bag, flushes, dressing kit. We, I mean, just the needles. Yeah, and needles, and that's it. Nothing else. It's not that hard. I mean, this is my, I'm on my, tomorrow will be the fourth day that I that started the process to try to get this TPN. The fourth day. After I've already been starving for 10 months. I can't imagine. That's just, it's not, it's not right. Yeah. So what would your what would your advice be to other patients that are dealing with the healthcare system and maybe they want to use cannabis and they're afraid? Do it. Do it. It saved my life. I mean, there's proof everywhere. You don't I mean, there's proof everywhere. You have to believe in it. I mean, it's just amazing. It's totally changing my life. I mean, I've tried everything. And there's proof that I tried everything. It's right there in front of everybody. That's what's interesting, too, is when we educate, when Tanya and I educate patients on cannabis, and the reason why it works is because we make compounds in our body just like the plant. THC, the plant makes, we make a non-domain. Very similar molecular structure, but it works. It works. We don't make compounds in our body like some heck no. or Saraquil. Right? So the plant works with our body because it recognizes it. And the whole plant, I mean, so she's just doing so amazing on all of these various cannabinoids in multiple different forms. And it's keeping her alive. That's the only thing. It's keeping oh, her alive. Her lab results are great. But she hasn't been able to eat. She's been here with me. And as a nurse, I've had a feeding issues myself with my medical problems. I've done every trick in the book. And I, we finally came to a decision that, you know what, the cannabis will work better if you can get a healthy amount of nutrition into your body. Because that requires fat, cannabinoids are fat soluble. So we need to get this IV nutrition that can mix it in certain ways to give her exactly what she needs, including fat in the IV and the vein. And it's just going to make the cannabis work better because she doesn't need as much. And yeah, I can go back home. home. And I can go back home. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right now I just need so much because I'm starving to death and nothing's working. You know what I mean? That's why I have to use such huge amounts. Yeah, she is, a, I mean, Mike, seriously, like, I, I would be asleep for days, but she is completely, this is keeping her, like, you know, comfortable, not completely pain-free. I, but I think this, You know, I can see her before she medicates and after she medicates. It's just, it's, it's a miracle what this plant can do, but she needs so much of it because she doesn't have the amount of nutrition to feed her cells what they need to keep going. Let me ask and you about that, because that, that, that's, 
like the big issue for so many people. They can't afford the cost and they need it more than what the average person needs. How? You're not getting it from dispensaries, right? Where are you yeah. with it? It's, it's from people Care- growing and gifting. Caregivers, yeah. yeah. In Ohio, we can't grow. Well, thank God we can grow and gift here. I mean, that, that's the funny thing is that so many of these dispensaries think they're help with patients like you. And I, I run into, uh, folks like, you know, folks like you all the time where it's not the dispensaries that are helping them, but growers and people yeah. gifting. Yeah, that's who it is. That's who's been helping me this whole time. The part that's really amazing about this, the community and the caregivers, too, is that they all know one another as well. So if someone might have a particular strain that they're, caregiver friends growing, and they, the community works together to help the patient. That's the part, you know, if they don't have it, if that particular caregiver doesn't have the product that the patient needs, they go out of their way to help. Find the product. And I had to find the product so many states away. You know, I mean, I'm just very lucky that, I can, that I'm able to do this. It's just not right. This has to be across the board, no questions asked, no ifs, ands, or buts, you know. Absolutely. It needs to be expanded. Yeah. To me, it's shocking that we have to rely on uh, small growers and gifting to help people like you, and that our actual dispensaries aren't helping, but they they aren't somehow offering free products. You know, and they could, and, you know, it's been the small people here in the community that's helping me. I mean, actually keeping me living, like keeping me here. It's in, in my, I think you heard my story, too. Part of my story is when I started using cannabis, I felt guilty for feeling good, right, which is crazy. And so I went to all of the community events, you know, the recreational community events to learn how to be a human being again, functioning with cannabis on board. And I didn't think anyone would care. I thought everyone would be too stoned. But the actual opposite was true. The cannabis community cared for me, helped me taught me, made me feel okay using cannabis when I needed it. And that's why I'm documenting this whole journey. Everybody in Ohio and these states that don't have medical or recreational, I don't care. I mean, they need to see the truth that, you know, the community here is amazing and cannabis is not scary. It's not scary. Thank you both for sharing tonight. Thank you for having us and thank you for sharing my story, you know, I, I, I love you, and, I, you know, I, I respect you so much. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you so much for all you do for patients. You yeah. are one of the best advocates that we have in New England, and, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. Yes, thank you, Mike. Oh, thank you.